ACA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by 3M, PPG, and Breakthrough Academy. Welcome back to the final episode of our series on hiring and recruiting with Dan Fleischer, the co-founder of HireBus. If you've missed the last two weeks episodes on first off how to fill the recruiting funnel and then secondly, how to systematize and filter through those candidates, go back and listen to them before you come back to this last episode. This whole goal of the series was kind of an A to Z approach on how to hire, how to recruit the right talent in your company to hit your 2024 goals. Uh, I've had so much fun recording this with Dan. I've really enjoyed getting to know him over the last handful of months, truthfully. Um, and we hit it off based on his kind of background. He shared about it in the first episode and I knew there's gonna be a lot of collaboration and I just appreciate him taking his time to come share with us all the data, the processes, what they found that works so well at HireBus with their clients all over North America, all the contractors they work with. Uh, and we're super excited to have them be one of our preferred vendors as we believe in what they're doing and how they're doing it. Uh, if you want some more information on HireBus, visit www.hirebus.com slash elite business advisors. Check them out. They got a lot of great stuff. I had a really great shameless plug for them uh, in the second episode. I'm doing it for Dan because I know he's humble and he won't do it because he's here to add value to you guys, which I appreciate. Uh, so I'm going to plug their business for them here. Uh, but in can the first episode, comfort, Chris, can you see? I, my I can. It's so great. <laughs> it's so it, great. <laughs> um, I got you, man. Uh, but in our first episode, we talked about how recruiting is nothing more than a marketing game. Last week, we focused on the systemization and processes to ensure you stay efficient. Uh, and today we're going to wrap up with how and why to ABR always be recruiting. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Well, Dan, it's the finale, brother. The finale. You've dropped so many gold nuggets. Um, you're going to make it impossible for me to pull out promo clips and intro clips and everything. But I appreciate it because I'm going to have a ton of content to send to our editor to create some great reels on Instagram and tag you guys in. So uh, before we dive into today, is there anything you want to add to kind of piggyback on from these last two weeks? Anything you've been thinking about in all the time we've had here in between recording episodes? No, I think the one thing I do want to add is from uh, week one, we talked about top of funnel and week two, and we talked about qualifying is a lot of that all boils down to systems. And I just want to reiterate something we talked about in week two, which is all a system is, is just like a list on a Word doc or a Google doc or a notepad. And so that's the best place to start is a checklist of things that you or someone on your team preferably does. Then the next iteration is automated. And so yeah. I think a lot of what we're about to talk about here, I'm guessing if always be recruiting relies on systems. And so I don't want anyone here to say like, well, I don't know how to create automations in Zapier or go high level. So how could I do it? Well, we'll talk about some ways to do that, or at least I'll try to share. But as long as there's a system, a checklist, then you can do all of this. So I don't know. I, I think it can be intimidating. And I know yeah. it, it, it has been for me running a business, um, but, but a system is just a list. So I think that's the one it like, is. Nugget I call out from prior episodes. Now, I love that. And it's, I mean, it's an SOP, right? It's an SOP in itself. Here's the process you follow, right? Here's the templates you use. 
And, you know, I think that's a big thing of what we're going to cover here today of always be recruiting is if you, if you don't need employees, right. And you're just trying to get enough work and survive maybe a slow season or something. The last thing you're thinking about is recruiting, right? That's why you need the system. That's why you need to leave these, these job ads and certain things on and and, um, tweak them like we talked about in week one, but you need to have some sort of a system in place to make sure it still happens, right? Even if it's what we talked about last week, the the Word doc with the templates and just the manual email that you see an application and you copy paste 15 seconds, you can do that while you're talking to somebody on the phone or something, right? And so it can be daunting. Um, and then that's where obviously the automation and certain things come into play just to where it's more in the background um, as much as possible. So uh, no, I think that's a great point. So we're gonna focus, like we mentioned, ABR. Always be recruiting. It sounds way better in ABC. Always be closing. I like always be recruiting better because uh, it's probably more important to everybody listening to this to always be recruiting versus it just technical ABR it at the ABR system. It's like what is that? Right. Oh, always be recruiting. Right. Duh. Recruit, anti-lock business. <laughs> yeah, anti-lock brake rotors. Um, yeah, exactly. Why is this so important uh, for contractors? I'm going to hone in a little bit on painting contractors, but why is this so important for contractors to always be recruiting? So specifically for painting contractors, why it's so, so, so important is number one. And, and, and I think a lot of business owners probably won't feel this right away, but anytime you have to start and stop a system, you have switching costs as a business owner. And so like my number one person I'm caring for is the business owner. And if you don't have a system that's always running in order to start recruiting again, you need to go on indeed and log in, remember your password, put up the, write the job ad, put them up, make sure they're connect your credit card again, set up your calendars. You need to do all of this work. And that just sucks your time. The real reason outside of that is your business always needs to be able to weather losing an employee, signing a big commercial contract, or even a big residential contract where you need more crew members, right? Um, You need to be ready to adjust to the business seesaw, as we like to say, focus on marketing, getting more jobs, focus on production, delivering the jobs. You need to be able to weather a big swing. And if you're not always recruiting, you won't have what we call a waiting list of good candidates. Chris mentioned this in the first episode with an example of a, a painting company in Pennsylvania. But if you have a, if you have a hiring funnel that's always on, you're always recruiting, you will have a waiting list of people that you can call whenever you need a new person on your team. And you, what's amazing about this is you have 10 people on the list, you make five phone calls, someone will say yes, and someone will say that they will start next week. And now you've just shrunk your recruiting cycle from maybe a month to hours. And that right there allows you to weather storms, aka someone leaving, take advantage of good opportunities, aka a big contract that you need to get on the schedule next week, right? And so it just allows you as a business owner the flexibility you need to take advantage of the swings that we all experience. I love that. I love that. Um, One question we I've heard in talking through this with people is if you don't need employees immediately, right? You have zero openings right now. How do you handle that with people that are applying and interviewing? And like, what's your guys' recommendation on that side of things? So what we do is we just communicate that in in the interview process. So um, in the job ad, you can have settings on Indeed or um, that communicate what the hiring timeline is. 
So we recommend that you try to update those, keep those ongoing. But often in the first interview, if, some, if a candidate comes in, they've applied, they meet your core requirements, all your, all your systems are running. So they get a really good score on hire bus or whatever assessment you're using. They meet all the core requirements and you want to bring them in for an interview. When you talk to them, communicate this and just say, hey, Chris, we were so excited when we saw your resume come in. We don't have any immediate openings right now, but our business is always growing. We're always looking for great talent. And so we'd love to continue this interview process with you so that when there is an opening in the future and, and you can share how often jobs open, we'd love to have the opportunity to bring you on. Is that okay with you? And what you'll get back is someone who's smart will say, yeah, that's great. I'm already here. I'm already going to have a conversation. Why not have another iron in the fire? And then you've set expectations. Um, and the truth is your business is growing. You, 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 right. Tomorrow, a tech, uh, tomorrow, a painter could quit tomorrow. Yep. A sales rep could quit. And if that happens, you want to be prepared. So as long as you're communicative, um, with the timeline, we've seen a lot of people respond really positively to that. And, 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 that just shows the kind of like leader and place you'll be uh, leader you yeah. are and place you'll be to work with. Well, and I think truthfully, like we were just talking about before we started recording this, like as, as our businesses are growing, right? Higher bus, elite business advisors and stuff. Like, you know, we're always planting seeds with people, like truthfully, mm -hmm. you know, and we have some people that reach out like, hey, I might you know, want to see what it's like. And I'm like, hey, we're not hiring right now, but I'd love to have a conversation, you know? And yeah. I at least feel that sense of peace that if, somebody does quit, although I pray that doesn't happen because I love our team. But if, if something happened, you know, or we had that, you know, what you said, like signing a commercial contract, right? Something happens, the floodgates open. Um, we have the systems and capacity to, to really scale and grow and handle enough people now. We maybe don't have the direct advisors, but I know that with what we've just kind of been doing over the years and what's been going on, we have enough people that at least feel a piece that we would be able to handle it in the meantime, right? Yes. You know, and so I think there's a lot of like sense of comfort and peace that comes from that too. Of if you have some people or some potential in the fire, something happens, chances are you're going to be okay, or you're going to at least be 80% good. And you only got to stress about the other 20%, right? It's so huge. And, and having this waiting list, or at least having those conversations, is the difference between like, I mean, Chris, you probably have these conversations all the time Yeah. where it's like, yeah, things are going pretty good. I'm a little stressed out. I had to jump back in the field. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. went back to college, blah, blah, yeah. blah quit. So I just round out the season. I need to get back in the truck. And so marketing's dip, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, that's why you need to always be hiring. We've, yeah. we've all felt that. Um, and so, yeah, it's critical to have those systems that prepare for, opportunities, yep. challenges, whatever is going to come your way. Yep. And here's the other thing. And we have a client right now. I, I won't call them out on here, although I know he would appreciate it, but I'm not going to. Um, if you're a, a, a contractor and you've gotten pretty much out of the day-to-day, -day, like, you know, in the field operations, right? You don't have a brush in your hand and stuff anymore. You don't realize how much you love that role until you have one or two painters quit and you have to go back in the field to serve your customers and you're miserable. Right. And that's exactly why you should always be recruiting. So uh, I'm not going to call him out. Um, I want to so badly because I know he would love it. But um, but with that being said, like you don't know, you don't realize how much you love doing what you're doing until you have to get back and you have to go paint yeah. every day. 
right? Yeah. Don't let that be you. Maybe it's for a week until that next person starts, but don't let that be you, right? That's the importance of having this waiting list, this hiring list, whatever term you want to call it, um, these irons in the fire, if you will, like be prepared, be proactive, right? I think that's a big thing we talk about to a lot of people. Be proactive in every way, right? That's why we talk about taxes so much that we put people to sleep on this podcast, Dan, because you got to be proactive with it, right? We tell everybody set aside a percentage of revenue in an account earmarked for taxes, and that's what you make your estimated payments and your end of the year payment out of. Whatever's left over is your tax refund. Don't not do anything and wait until spring and go, oh crap, now we owe $20,000. Oh, and we're getting hit with penalties and interest. Oh, and interest rates are higher than they have been in the last decade. Um, don't do that. Be proactive, yeah. right? Be proactive with booking up your wintertime. That's why we did our retreat in August last year. We wanted to be proactive. Mm -hmm. Now, guess what? Here's the last piece. This is how you can be proactive with your recruiting. So nobody can I'm, say, I haven't told them. So I love that. Every single system, every single like function of the business is that it was like the same. Yeah. Build a system, build a plan, execute with the data you get, adjust. And it's just yep. the tax 100%. example is a perfect example. Yep. All it is. That. It is. Um, and I, I never say I told you so to anyone, but we have some clients that are like, they owe 20 grand still and they're not, they're not even stressed because they have 25 grand in their account. And yeah. we have other people that didn't listen to us. They're like, how do I do this? And I'm like, pray. I don't know. Like figure it out, sell a truck. I don't know something. Right. So, yeah. um, you mentioned in the mastermind. So you did a mastermind with our clients here yep. uh, this month, actually, it was only like three weeks ago. Um, yeah, and, and you talked about with the always be recruiting, it puts pressure on the current and existing employees. Yes. Explain the theory behind this. I love it. And I had a few people who were like, this is golden. Like explain to everybody listening to this, why that's so important and kind of what you shared that day. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I do this, I, I try to like eat my own dog food, but I have an hour on Tuesdays and an hour on Thursdays where I have two 30 minute interview blocks. So just, and when I'm hiring, I expand it to two hours. Like when I'm actively yeah. ramping up, I expand it. Yeah. But I always have at least two hours of interviews a week rolling into my business. And what this does is like we talked about, it allows me to prepare for a big opportunity or someone leaving, sure. But it also creates what I call upward pressure on the business. Now, we all hope our current employees are, are crushing it, but we are all human and we are all going to have like some lapses. And what will your employees think if once a week, twice a week, they see folks coming into your shop or they know you say, hey, I got to step away and take these phone calls. Yeah. And they see that people are still interviewing. They're going to think a few things. First thing they're going to think is, wow, other people are interested in working here. That means this is a pretty good place to work. And yep. so some of the complaints or some of the challenges will be alleviated by saying, wow, there's other people that want this. That means it's a, probably a pretty good situation. Number two is probably the more important one. If they see people coming in every week, what are they going to think? Whoa, I got to make sure I deliver because there's people nipping at my heels. There's people that want this job. And I know if I'm a sales guy, and I'm not quite hitting my targets, or I'm a painter, and that job took two days longer than estimated, or I had a callback, hmm, yep. what might happen? And so yep. it's not malicious, it's not manipulative, it is, it is simply creating a system so that your team knows 
that they've got a really good job. They're working in a really good place. And there's other people who want this too. So I got to perform to keep my job. I love it. And I think a big thing with this too, uh, I want to say this before it slips my mind because I already forgot it once while you were talking. Um, when you're an entrepreneur, right? And again, I think a lot of us, we don't think big enough about our business, right? And I think a lot of it's because we have the mindset about recruiting. It's tough. Nobody wants to do it. I got to figure out how to deal with people as we joked about on last week's episode. When you all of a sudden see like, hey, we could easily have three more employees here, even if it's on top of the ones you have. And you're like, well, shoot, I think I could probably double down on this marketing thing, or I could do this, or adding three more employees would allow me to X, Y, Z, whatever that is, right? Now it's training your brain in a different way of thinking to realize like, hey, we actually have a bigger potential here because I have Mm -hmm. these three good quality people that, yeah, maybe would get rid of one person, but I'd still grow by two right? And you start thinking bigger and differently. Now, don't use that to a point of view where you grow so much, so fast, so quick that it all collapses three months later. But it kind of allows us to start thinking bigger about our business, right? Yeah. yeah. So I love to always be recruiting for that too. Um, I love the upward pressure. I love that, again, it's just, it's a good thing, right? People want to see that you're working at a growing, they're working at a growing company. So I think it's got nothing but positives. It's, it's interesting that you bring that up, Chris. Now, now I'm like going rogue here. So stop me if it's not useful. No, but I was, let's go. I was going to talk this week. And one of the prompts in the audience, there's maybe like 250 people. And it was, it was actually to a chimney, um, a lot of, a lot of sweeps. Yeah. And the question was like, what, if you had, if you had the right people on your team, how could you double your business? And like 80% of the room's hands were up. Right. And so yeah. it was triple, quadruple, quintuple. And for a lot of those guys, it was quintuple. So I was talking to them after. And it's less about kind of the production roles, the, the painters, but more about the sales role. And so I was talking to a group of guys and was like, why would you not always be looking for sales guys? What if you yep. could always have a funnel of commission only sales guys and you found an absolute amazing person, they could bring in a million dollars into your business. Yep that's a no brainer. Like do that, do that. That's a fantastic problem to have. So anyways, when you said, what could you do with your business? If you brought the right yeah. people, I was just thinking about that example. It's so it, true. Sales is such an impact. It's like, it's a revenue generating role. It's not an expense. Yep. It's a revenue generating. Yep. And if you're recruiting for the technician side too, it will balance out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You'll have that. You know, it's not like, yeah. yep, exactly. Exactly. So I love it. Um, you know, as we talked a lot about systems here and and we'll start wrapping this up here shortly, really the goal of systems is we want to remove ourselves from them so we can go build another system in the business, right? We want to get the recruiting system up so we can leave and go build the marketing system and then get that done and then go build, you know, the, the job description of the sales and the project managers, right? How can you do that here? to kind of get the systems out of your hands in as many ways as possible. Yeah. So I I always think about things in steps and in, in a little bit earlier, I guess in this episode and also in episode two is like step one, just make a list on a Google doc. Step yeah. two, hopefully give it to someone on your team. Um, we, I recommend and use a lot of offshore talent that is like a really effective labor rate and really skilled workers. So for example, if you wanted your hiring, steps to be taken off your plate and you had a virtual assistant, they could handle a lot of those things. 
posting, using ChatGPT to write the job ad, posting the job ad, following up with candidates, inviting them to um, take a hire bus, inviting them to interview. They can do all those things. And then the next step is once you've kind of fine-tuned that is you can automate it. So Go High Level is a really popular tool. Zapier is a really popular tool. Maybe it's pronounced Zapier. I don't know. I'm just going to call I've it I've never figured that out. I always say Zapier because I think a lot of people say Zaps, not Zapes. Yes. Like I'm going to set up a Zap for that. That's the only reason I think I've ever figured out how to pronounce it. That's, that is that is like the perfect logic. I've never thought about that way, but that yeah. further emboldens me. Zapier for life. If someone yeah. brings up Zapier to me, I'm going to be like, you calling that a Zape? Not a Zap. Come, yeah, on. come on, dude. Come on. Yeah. Think about it. Think about it. Um, it only took me three years to come to that discovery if that yeah. makes you feel better. <laughs> I can't wait to, I can't wait to bring that logical point up with someone when they call it Zapier. Zapier Please sounds do. fancy. It sounds fancy. It does. Maybe, it's, it's French. Like, it sounds yeah, French. I was say, in, in like Europe, they probably call it Zapier and here where yeah. we call it Zapier. Um, yeah. But if you can automate it, uh, then you, then you, then all of a sudden now you're freeing up yourself, employees, et cetera. And yep. I don't recommend that folks here who don't know how to use those tools, go try to learn how to do it. Don't fall yep. into the do it yourself death trap. You can hire someone on Fiverr. You can hire us. You can hire people to build these automations for you so that it runs without a human. So again, to kind of recap, it's like, how do you set these systems up list? You do it once, figure out if it works, then delegate it. Delegate it to someone yeah. who you pay, you know, eight, nine, ten dollars an hour to do it. Yeah. And then delegate it to a robot who you pay one penny per action. And all of a sudden you've set up a system that's incredibly cost efficient. And now that's fully on the shelf and you can focus on something else. I love it. I love it. That that's worth listening to all these episodes right there. Cause it's it's true. Like that's that's how we have to build our business in every area. And I appreciate that we kind of framed that question around that. And not just, you know, this specifically, because it's true for everything, right? It's true for marketing. It's true for estimate. It's true for a lot of different things. So um, lastly, what are some other ways that we can always kind of keep the recruiting funnel on? Do you have any thoughts here? I got a couple of things I can add in here, but I wanted to ask if you had any, any thoughts on that first. Yeah, I think, I think it goes back to a lot of what we talked about in that first episode around top of funnel. Um, but keep those job ads up. Don't spend on it or spend a, just a few bucks a day, set, set some sort of budget yeah. limit that, that makes sense to you. You'll still get a drip in, still have those recruiting cards that you give to everyone on your team and uh, have them go out in their community. One thing that we do in our hiring funnels is for funnels that are going for a while, if, if candidates, you know, or if, if candidates like don't fill out a form or kind of fall off, like, like you'll see in marketing, we keep their information in a, uh, in a, what we call like cold list. And so yeah. you can just reach out to those folks for free. It costs you no money to re-engage those leads. And so yeah. how to keep the funnel always on is have the systems be running, but just don't spend against it. Don't don't spend yeah. money on it. And you'll still get the, that slow drip of candidates rolling through your pipeline. I love it. I love it. I think a couple of things we've seen work well, uh, we maybe shoot them on here before, always plant seeds, right? I mentioned that earlier yeah. about even us as we're growing, right? Plant seeds with people, other trades, you know, I'd say don't plant seeds with your competitors, right? Like let's not create a bunch of bad blood in town or anything, but plant seeds with people, other trades, right? Somebody might love working with their hands and transformation. They just hate the landscaping work they're doing or whatever trade it is, right? Um, probably something they didn't go to school for years and years for. Um, the other thing, other industries, I've had some clients hire some really good talented people for technician roles from restaurants. 
servers work hard, mm-hmm. right? They got a work ethic. They got the customer service, people interaction side of it. If they're any you know sort of leadership in a restaurant, they might be a great crew lead. Painting's not rocket science. Some of these industries is not rocket science, just some training. If you got some, it's coachable, it's easy. So we've had some people pull people straight out of the restaurant industry, teach them to be a painter. And they're actually some pretty good quality people, right? Yeah. I'm not saying go all in on this theory, right? But like, as we're talking through these things, focus on what Dan had to share here, but keep it top of mind, whether you're hiring or not. Like, hey, we're not hiring right this second, but man, you took great care of us. Like, are you happy here in the restaurant space? Like I own a company, we're looking to grow. You know, we're probably gonna need some more employees here in about four to six months. Like, is there anything you'd be willing to chat about? Like, you know, and, and then there's a lot of other systems we can talk about putting in place to, to convert that, but it's the interruption marketing, right? Just in a different way. What's, what's fascinating about that example you just gave is when you start doing this, you are going to see how few compliments people get in their day to day. People oh, will amazing. be, they'll feel honored. They won't forget it. Yeah. They will. And when they come on, they're going to say, wow, Chris, like I've been working in that restaurant for two years and no one ever said something that nice to me. Yeah. You're the person I want to work for. People are starved for validation and compliments. And so yep. when you see someone who's doing a good job, I can't echo that enough, Chris, like that exact example is so powerful. Um, and pe- people are just starved for that kind of validation, especially when they deserve yep. it. Yep. Oh, I love it, man. This has been so much fun. You've had so many nuggets in here, so many great things that somebody listening can take out of this. Um, I'm excited to see a PCA Expo. It's coming up here in just a couple weeks. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be so much fun. I know you guys have a Boots at the Trade show. We'll be there all week. We're speaking, Brandon's speaking, your your other co-founder there at Hire Bus, Brandon Vaughn. Uh, excited to see him again and thank him for connecting us. Um, it's been so much fun getting to know you. It's been a lot of fun recording this. I, I look forward to collaborating and doing more stuff like this, man. Uh, you got a lot of wealth and knowledge with your background from Conquer to share here. So I appreciate it. It's been a total blast. Excited to see you in St. Louis, then at PCA in Orlando. Yes. We got to do, yeah, we got to do like a mailbag or something where we just hit, get peppered with random questions. That would be super fun about all aspects of trades businesses. Ooh, that would be, I'm down. Yeah. We'll have to do that. We'll totally have to do that. So, little yes. grab bag. I'll have you on our next, like, ask us anything episode. So, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. Awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. Yep. It's been a ton of fun. Uh, Thanks for everything you had to share. We'll see you in a few weeks. All right. See you at Expo. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.